Hello and welcome to the Carers Link Lowdown, the podcast for unpaid carers in Eastern Bartonshire. My name is Katie and I'm your host and I'm joined today by Scott who is the new Employability Coordinator at Carers Link. He's here to give us the lowdown on, if you can't guess, employability. Um, So welcome Scott. Um, Could you give us a brief introduction to yourself and to your role with Carers Link? Because it is a new role for Carers Link, isn't it? It's not one that we've had before. Hi, Katie. Yes, it's um, it's all new to Carers Link. Uh, They're they're branching out into the employability uh, network now, so it's good to see uh, because there's definitely a market for it. So I'm Scott. Um, I've been involved in employability for over 20 years. The employability project uh, can provide support to carers you are looking to return back to work. Uh, essentially, if you're, you've got a care and responsibility and you're looking to return to work uh, on a part-time basis or a flexible basis or even full-time basis to coincide with your care and responsibilities, you can sign up to the project and we can help you with um, your job aspirations. I think you've just about answered every question I had in that very brief introduction. introduction. So well done, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> so I will I will still ask them, otherwise it'd be a very short podcast. So the first question I kind of wanted to say is employability is, is a term that a lot of people hear, uh, but not everyone kind of always understands or even knows what it means. So what does Carers Link mean, I suppose, by employability? Well, I, I like to call it, I don't like the word job and I don't like the word employment um, or unemployment because everybody's can be employable. Um, I, I usually see it as a profession uh, because, you know, it's your speciality, your line of work in your field that, that you're in or your expertise um, and, and your pursuing goals is, is what you're really wanting to match up. Um, so it's all about you really uh, matching you to the job instead of the job matching you. So it's all about you coming along and, you know, whatever the case, uh, your employment history has taught you skills um, throughout, you know, your career. And it all comes down to you know, how well you sell yourself in a job. So uh, I see a lot common practice to see job applicants creating like a standard resume and a cover letter when applying for like multiple jobs. However, for me, the strategy doesn't always highlight the skills that you've got or uh, acquired as a fit for the particular job they're applying for. So what we're going to do here at Carers Link is to get you on board, find out what your skills and strengths are, and then adapt them around your method of job searching and highlight your skills to that particular job that you're looking for. So why would a carer think about going into employment or going back into employment, what might make them, or what might stop them, I suppose, thinking about going back into, into employment or, or gaining employment? I mean, they've got a lot of care and responsibility. I, I'm a carer as well. Um, I hold down a full-time job. It's difficult, but it's doable. And I think if you apply yourself the right way and, you know, take it one stage at a time, and build a good foundation, solid foundation. I think it's good to, uh, it's, a, it's a good piece to work from. A lot of carers are finding it difficult 
with caring 24-7, uh, it can be tiring, it can be exhausting, it can be draining, uh, and it can be overwhelming And at times. And the same can be said for looking for work. It can be frustrating, it can be exhausting, and it can be overwhelming. So, you know, a carer looking to return to work would get a sense, a big sense of self-worth and an achievement for, for themselves uh, rather than looking at caring as a job, which it is. Don't get me wrong, but you've got to look after your yourself as well. Have a balance of the two, and you know it's it's, it's about self satisfaction, uh, because I want the job searching to become beneficial. I want it to be fresh. I want it to be engaging, and uh, reflective of you know what you're achieving, uh, rather than you know it being a latter. And there's always a start with the end in mind. So if you come to Carers Link, we'll sit down, we'll share a clear vision of what you want to achieve by being on an employability project. And then we can, you know, have a balance between caring and following a straightforward process of applying your skills that you've already achieved through your working life, whether it's, you know, one job or, or three jobs or, or many. Uh, we can transfer those skills and abilities uh, in order to, to get the end result, which is, to, to gain some self-satisfaction and, and, you know, do something for yourself as well because you can get bogged down uh, in caring all the time and it's it's not ideal for your mental health and well-being. That's, very, uh, that's one of the, the statements in the, the Carer Scotland Act is about having a life alongside your caring role and that's that's what we're looking to, to get here. And the other thing that kind of jumped into my mind there while you were talking was you've talked about the skills that you might have from previous employment, but there are skills that you gain as a carer, which I think maybe get people to think about as well, you know, what those skills might be. I mean, negotiation is obviously one of them, but are there any others that that you can think of which people might not recognize in themselves? Yeah, sure. I mean, you've got like critical thinking. You know, you're using your logic every day. You're looking at reasoning and how you cope with the problems and analyse, you know, what you do on a daily basis for the people that you help and care with. You know, you might you might be on the computer uh, ordering up uh, tabs. You might be, uh, like, have power of attorney or, you know, special reasoning to do that for someone that you're caring with. So you might be technologically aware. You might be online. You might be doing that. So you've got information technology. You know about computers. You know about, you know, the applications and the processes that you get on your phone and everyday, everyday items that we use nowadays because most of the time it's online now anyway. You've probably got that skill. Uh, you've probably got a lot of judgment and decision-making. You know, you've, you're considering the advantages and disadvantages of and, and actions that you, that you do on a daily basis for for someone that you care for, uh, and you, you can present that, you know, in a job setting as well. Uh, you, you're obviously managing your time well because there, there isn't enough hours in a day to care for someone. So, you know, you're you're effective in time management, and you can show employers that you work under pressure because caring for someone does have a, a transferable skill of demand, caring for someone. Uh, so, you know, you can keep calm in an emergency, and uh, you don't get like strained or anything like that because you know that you're looking after someone else rather than yourself. You know, you can work in a team because you collaborate with Carers Link and you also collaborate with um, other carers as well through forums and, you know, events and cafes. So you've got an understanding of communicating well and listening and being understood as a carer. And also you've got a lot of 
communication skills, whether it be thinking, nonverbal communication, um, listening and speaking to others as well. Uh, but not just that, you know, the, you've got commercial awareness because, you know, you might look at the business or industry as Carers Link as a whole as dealing with carers, um, but also it works uh, both ways when you can think about a company that, that you would like to look at and maybe recognise of what the company wants to attain via services. And you can do that as well through, um, you know, commercial awareness, knowing, you know, where you want to go. I think the last skill, Kate, is just monitoring and evaluating your progress. A lot of a lot of job seekers, um, people that are out of work, they don't monitor and evaluate their progress. They, they they're quite happy just to, you know, plod along and, you know, and hope that that something will come out of it. The most important thing that I've learned is just selling yourself through self reflection, developing yourself. You know, if you're not specialised in any occupational area, the principles of marketing and selling yourself are always paramount, including selling your services to a potential employer. So that involves, you know, looking at your CV, looking at your cover letter, how you apply for jobs, you know, how how do you how are you going to, you know, fill up your time, you know, the time the extra time that you have by um, looking for work, you know, how noticeable is it going to be within your working day? I think we we do get pressured a lot these days, and there are time constraints, and I feel that. You know, you will get rejection um, when you do apply for work. But I think it's important to recognise that thoughts are simply just thoughts. You don't need to believe them or react to them. Um, you've got some mindful awareness about you. It's about, you know, looking at how you feel, exploring um, and developing an understanding and looking at yourself and observing your experiences in that way. And I think if you do that, you get, you, you'll you get there because individuals can zone out from job searching as it becomes repetitive. Uh, so yeah, you want to overcome that. Yeah, I mean, what you said there about mindful made me realise that you can tap in, if someone's working with you, you can tap into a lot of the other support that Carers Link can offer. Because one of the examples there is, is mindfulness, which, you know, we've got a mindfulness group. If anyone wanted to come along and uh, and join that, then... Yes, it's, and that's what mindfulness is about. It's about accepting where you are and, and letting those thoughts go if they're not helpful. And the other thing I, I kind of wanted to get out is that it's not just necessarily about looking for a job, is it? That there are other things that you can help with. Yeah, yeah. It's about, I mean, there's other partner organisations on the Employability Project that, that have um, kind of joined with us. We've got uh, Eastern Barnshire Council, um, you've got Skills Development Scotland, uh, you've got um, other organisations, partner organisations that specialise um, and, and then, you know, in different things. So if you're a carer and you know someone that's looking to, or yourself that's looking to move into something, uh, Carers Link might not be the best option for you. So there's, there's other options there available to you. You know, we're all there with one common purpose and that's to make a difference. Uh, and I think we can make a difference Looking at this employability project with fresh eyes, that you know there is scope out there for for you to develop, even if you've been caring for someone for for quite a long time. So, could that include um, getting new qualifications or something like that? Is that something that you could point them in the direction of? Yeah, I mean, it's something about yeah, it's something about looking into. I mean, uh, I want the employability project to be an overwhelming success. Um, we do have funds there available. 
uh, even for interview clothes, travel, uh, replacement care. Uh, so we want to make it a success. So what I'm doing in the meantime is I'm looking at connecting information sessions uh, whereby you'll gain the skills that you need in order to be more successful looking for work. Uh, so it could be, um, you know, your interviews, it could be your transferable skills, it could be keeping motivated while being out of work, uh, it could be looking at social media to support your job search, um, it could be exploring your career options, but also, uh, there's, you know, we want to try and tap into maybe a qualification of some sort uh, to further down the line to help, uh, you know, accredit, you know, your yourself Um but I think, you know, the biggest achievement that you've got is actually caring for another person. I think that speaks volumes to an employer. And I think it's, it's, it's highly underrated. And then what you have to do. Yes, I think that's that's really important, isn't it? That selling the skills that you have learned, that you have had to learn as a carer and, and selling those to, to employers. And, and there's kind of a the other side of the, the thing. And there may be some employers listening to us, listening to the podcast who are who are thinking about potentially employing carers. There's, there is the carer positive um, scheme which um, an employer can apply to join. So if you were saying to an employer, what benefits would there be from for employing a carer and also just kind of two bits this question so what benefits would there be to the employer from employing a, a carer and also what adaptions uh, you know might they have to make what could help make a carer feel more comfortable in in employment if the they're mindful employers are mindful of of a carer's caring responsibilities because it doesn't end it's ongoing it's an ongoing process so um, the employers would, would achieve a carer positive recognition, um, which is part of Carers Scotland. And there's a big network of employers out there who look at you know employees in their workplace that have caring responsibilities, and um, you know they're building up a, a massive network of um, organisations that have this uh, carer positive. Um, so you would be part of you know an ever evolving scheme where you know if you're an employer and you're looking to take on someone that's that's got care responsibilities you'll get someone that's committed you know 100% because you know they're, they're grounded they're valued being what what they do every day that's a benefit that you won't have to teach anyone uh, they'll, they'll come fully prepared offering everything that they've got because they've had to become grounded in a way because they're caring for someone else. Um, so it's about building up your, your confidence and having the confidence with employers um, and an understanding. So, you know, like I said, Carers uh, Link, we work with uh, Carers Scotland as well as uh, other organisations to, to promote it. And I'll continue to promote it in order to help, you know, people, uh, carers into work uh, because it's uh, invaluable that you know and it's, it's unrecognized and i think it should be recognized more so the good work that we're doing i think we should continue to do that and, and strive towards employing more carers into the workplace i suppose the reality is that many most organizations who employ more than about five people will already be employing someone who is a carer because that's the reality of the number of carers that there are out there um in the world yeah i think it's just get them to think if you're, if you're an employee if you just think 
don't, you don't necessarily need to ask because the person might not want to tell you that they're a carer. But think about what you could do. Things like flexible working, you know, all this kind of stuff. I, I, you and I had this conversation before, didn't we, Scott, about the one advantage that there's one, well, one of the good things that's come out of COVID is, is the flexible hybrid working model. Yeah, that'll really help carers because it just gives them um, more of an opportunity to have that flexibility of working um, a couple of days a week at home uh, and still having their care and responsibilities there. And most employers uh, will be sympathetic to the needs of carers, but it's just getting, I think it's just getting the word out there, letting people know, because there's hardly any adaptations that, that are required for, for a carer to start employment. The only one that I can see is being flexible and understanding. And that's that's just a moral ob- obligation, really, to do that. Yeah, I mean, I can give a positive example, actually, from my own experience in Carers Link, because my father lives 300 miles away um, and he has a carer in every day. Now that carer has to go on holiday. So for two weeks, she goes two times a year, she goes on holiday. So the, I go down and I stay with him for the one, you know, each time and I work, I continue working. Um, for Carers Link. So, you know, it's it works. I've, I have my own example of that in practice. I'm trying to think what the next question should be. I suppose if, if you're talking to the carer themselves and they're concerned about going back to work, what positive things could you say to them to make them think, or it might be not going back to work, it might be going, work, going into work for the first time because, you know, the, the age range, I'm right, 16 to 67, is that your the age range? Yeah, 16 to 67, yeah. Yes. So that it might be the first time they're looking for employment. So what would you say to them to sort of encourage them to think about work and, and, and the benefits that working might be to them as a carer? It's a personal goal and achievement. I think if, when you've been caring for someone, you've, it's just happened that way. It's not been planned or anything like that. Uh, it's just circumstances um, most of the time. If you've just left school, you can go to Skills Development Scotland. You'll probably have a careers advisor there and they'll be able to um, advise on the next steps. You just let them know that you're caring for someone. I mean, we do have carers as young as eight years old that are caring for, for individuals. And, and these young individuals you know, follow the path of growing up and you know, eventually getting to a stage where they'll say, right, I've, I've got all these skills in abundance and I need to do something with them um, alongside caring. So there's there's lots of different circumstances for people that are looking for work. But initially, if you're just thinking about returning to work, it's a slow process. It's not, you know, I'm not one for rushing about. I like to build a good, solid foundation and get to know people first. And I think that's really important because... The more I, I see you and I'm involved with you, the more we can develop and you know and help with your skills and abilities. And got a lot to bring to an employer. You've got your own moral values, and like I said, you've got all the the previous skills and experiences. So uh, we start off slow. We'll look at um, identifying your skills through a job finding action plan, and then we'll just agree some next steps and go forward from there. Sometimes the smallest things make the biggest differences. So I just take it at your pace. It's just about managing your day and looking at different avenues to explore the opportunity of, of actually going into employment. That's a really, a really good description of, of what will happen when you know someone does get in contact. So I suppose the next question is, how does someone get you to, to be helping them with their employability skills? Well, you can go online, um, the Carers Link website, you know, information there about the employability project or also 
uh, just email me uh, at scott at carerslink.org.uk and what I'll do is I'll pick it up from my emails and then get in touch with you directly. And then uh, what the process will be, we just arrange a, a meeting, an initial meeting, just to uh, fill out a registration form. And then within that registration form, we cover all aspects, including thinking or concerned about benefits that you're receiving or, you know, you're not sure how, you know, it's going to work. You know, just lots of different aspects of of getting into work because it's not just a case of just jumping into a job. You need to think about where you are just now and what you're doing and and, and the monetary side of it as well. And then look at and speak to people that are, you know, specialists in that field to work alongside us so we can give good, clear direction and focus uh, on where to go and what to do and see the benefits um, of, of actually getting a job because uh, the majority of carers haven't really thought about going back to work. But, you know, the more we are, I'm finding I'm doing this job, the better a response I'm, I'm receiving because they've just sat down and thought about it and went, well, you know, it sounds a good idea. Um, it sounds plausible. It sounds like something that, that I would do for, for myself, you know. Yep, and we can make it achievable. That, that's the aim of Carers Link, isn't it? To make it achievable. I think we'll say the we'll put Scott's contact details into the show notes so you can catch him. If you didn't quite remember, hear what he said, um, then you'll find them there. So I think we're coming to the end now, Scott, um, but I have implemented um, a different question at the end of, of the podcast. And actually, I know what the answer to this question is. If you look on the website under Scott, he, he tells you what the answer to this question is. But I'm going to ask it anyway, because I've asked it to everyone else. So what is your favorite ice cream flavor, Scott? Got to be salted caramel, is not it? <laughs> just, there's just no competition there. And how would you eat it in a cone, in a nugget, on its own, with sprinkles? No, it's just got to be in a big tub. A big tub. <laughs> ben and Jerry's do a, yeah, just if you're going to do it, do it in style. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and a spoon. <laughs> okay, that's great. So thank you very much, Scott, for joining us and for giving us so much information about employability and, and how we can help and what you can do in particular. Thank you. So that's the end of the bit about employability. But what I wanted to say before we finish is that the next podcast that uh, we're going to be recording, and actually this ties in with what Scott was saying just at the end there, is from the Citizens Advice Bureau. So they are going to be talking to us about how, what kind of things carers can do in terms of the cost of living crisis and the increased costs that, that we're all looking at. So, you know, what benefits you might be entitled to any ways to, to save um, costs in other ways. So that obviously because, you know, Scott mentioned there, if you're looking for, for work, you may well be concerned about any effect that it might have on your benefits. So we're going to discuss all of that in, in the next podcast. And then the one after that will be one of our office banter podcasts where members of Carouslink staff just get together and chat about a topic which is can be very random at times. I don't have a topic for the next chat so if anyone out there has any ideas as to what we could talk about. The last one we did was about holidays so we won't want to be repeating that and then we, I think the chocolate one we did as well. So any thoughts as to what we could chat about in our next Office Banter podcast would be very welcome. Um, so that's it for today. 
Thank you very much for listening. And uh, hopefully you have gained a lot of information from this podcast, which will also will produce it as a podcast, but I'm also going to put it on the employability page of the website. So if you ever need to go back and find it, you'll find it there. So thank you for listening and goodbye. <laughs>